gloomy little day it is such a gloomy day such gloom i've been crocheting for hours <laughs> it's already working doing. on a little headband no i'm making um let me show you a new stitch <laughs> new stitch unlocked new stitch it's like kind of ripped oh, oh you're doing cool? the fingerless gloves now yeah, yeah i'm making yeah. fingerless like hand warming gloves you guys <laughs> and i'm obsessed it's my new obsession i freaking love crochet Dude, you should have started this like in the fall and then you would be set by I know, winter i know because then you can't really wear anything in the summer although those well, hats we have you could make lots of like you know, yeah more. i mean i can make there's like there's different types of yarns right yeah i can use like I, I think i'm gonna make like more like meshy loose stuff for the summer yeah but i, I still definitely prefer like fall and winter looking stuff well, then you can just make them all through the summer, too, and then you'll, you'll be set every I'll have single winter. a fucking surplus. A surplus. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. What's going on with you in your life? Ain't nothing much. You went climbing today for the first time in months. My hands, Ugh. look at their redness. Yeah, I bet that would really hurt your they hands, wouldn't it? They fucking hurt. But it is so fun. It's such a good workout. I bet it is. Like, you get ripped. So, yeah, you, you gotta come with me. I'm down, it's brother. Great. It's I'm great. Um, I have some pop culture things I'd like to discuss. Oh, I didn't even think. Um, I want to discuss the Super Bowl and the, the Grammys. Grammys. Yes! <laughs> we talked about the Grammys at um, my internship last week, and I have a lot to say. Yeah, two big pop culture things recently. Yeah. Um, first of all, let's go Chiefs. Like, as <laughs> you see, repeat, I'm, that's a double. <laughs> repeat, that's a double, guys. I'm coming out here, guys. I'm from Kansas City, okay? So, of course, I'm going to... F- can support the chiefs rip all the people um rip the people at the parade there was a shooting at the parade that is so sad it's actually horrible and you said um, your family usually goes to that yeah that's fucking terrifying i was really scared i was in class and i saw the um news and i was like fuck and i checked in on my friends and fam luckily everybody's okay but still Jesus fucking Christ. horrible sending prayers sending prayers to kc yeah we anyway KC. um but Yas, coming out as a Chiefs fan. <laughs> yas, Super Bowl. Yas. Coming out as a Chiefs fan. You, did, you didn't even watch the Super Bowl this year, though, Actually, did you? Actually, yeah, I'm Because last fraud. year, you went home. Last year, I w- packed up and went home and watched that thing with my fam. That's like, crazy. You were, like, supporting. I was, like, bull. Yeah, I was also really homesick bull. at that time. yeah. Um, now I'm doing, I'm less homesick, and I just doesn't care as much this year. But, I, of course, I love the Chiefs, you know. I hate, I'm kind of spoiled, because I'm, like, they, like, always make the Super I think Bowl. if... No, I, I, even if, like, because, you know, like, we have sport, like, the Nuggets are a good, a good sports team, yeah. the Avs are amazing, I do not give a single fuck, like, I could not care less about For Colorado me, sports teams. I actually grew up watching sports with my dad, oh, so I, did I too. think that's why. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, you my dad go, My dad has season tickets to the Broncos. Wow, you don't care at all. We're more of a soccer family, though, like, even though my dad, mm. lo- well, I don't know, I don't know, because, I mean, we bonded over watching soccer, and I think that was, like, I enjoyed it more because I played it as a kid. But my family is crazy for football. Like, even my mom to this day, I, like, call her on a Sunday. Or I'm, I'm like, oh, come visit me at work. And she's like, I got to watch the game. I'm like, okay, girl, what the fuck? And like, the my, both my parents love it. Like, suck, tons of my, like, my entire family watches football. So. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't think it's interesting to watch. I think soccer's fun to watch. Soccer is okay. I like, I like the World Cup a lot. World Cup is fun. I love the World Cup. Yeah, that's what, that was, like, our bonding as families, like, watching the Euro and the World Cup. Yeah, so. I like the, like... I, I like football, but I, I'm kind of a fake fan in the fact that, like, I only liked football when the Chiefs started being good. Like, before that, I didn't actually That makes care. sense. That makes well, sense. Then they got entertaining to watch. So you're like, And then okay. I was like, okay. And, like, and something to root for. Yeah, and yeah. that's how I was with, like, baseball, too. Like, my dad's a huge Cubs fan. I did not care about baseball, and then the Cubs were good, and I was like, the Bears. Yeah, Cubs, the Cubs, the, <laughs> the Bears. Cubs, uh, the Bears. The Bears, the Bears, the Bears, the Cubs. So anyway, <laughs> uh, we're coming out as sports fans today. Well, um, I am. No, that's <laughs> not not I. Um, but what what was the point of that? Oh, football. Oh, sports, but I agree sport. that I tend to pref- I I prefer like when it's worldwide when it's like the Olympics. Yeah, that's oh, I do or the love World the Olympics. Cup. That really gives me a lot of patriotism. Yeah, that's on yeah. our list. Anyway, anyway, well, the whole point of that I don't even know why I brought that up. Um. <laughs> Usher's halftime show. I'm not even talking about football. I'm talking about Usher's halftime show. I talk about Usher. Usher, Usher, yeah. Usher, Usher. Um, guys, wasn't expecting that to slay, but he kind of did slay when he pulled out the roller skates. Yeah, I did watch the clip with the roller skates, and I was like, after you talked about it last night, I was like, 
after you were ushering around our living room reenacting. I was ushering around. She was ushering. And I was like, damn, he got popped off. Like, <laughs> I told funny. you, right? That wasn't it kind of crazy the way he was, was like, like in a circle and then the yeah. camera's following him. I was like, that's impressive. It's kind of sick. Yeah, it looked cool, actually. Because a lot of his songs he played, I was like, what? What is this? But then he pulled yeah. out Alicia Keys and he pulled out Ludacris and Lil John, Ludo. and then he pulled out the roller skates and I had to put, I had to respect that. Like, yeah, Little Chris and Lil John, that was kind of a slight. It was a nice uh, little nostalgic. cool too, but I, she's not as like nostalgic for me, I guess. Yeah. I, I do think it would have hit cool. if it was like, this would have hit way harder if it was like 15 years ago. Oh, who said, were we, Feels I always get confused. I spend like way too much time at work and now I get confused like which conversation we're at work and which we're, we're you with that. you here. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, yeah, but Well, it's because I work a lot. Um, You'd be conversing all the time with everybody. I'm constantly conversing. Yeah. It's tragic. Mm-hmm. Um, but someone was saying, they're like, oh, it would be sick if it was like Missy Elliott in like a <gasps> Super Bowl halftime. I'm like, that's what I want to see. I'm sorry, Usher, like, cool with the roller skates, but like, Missy Elliott, come on. That would be on. so cool. Like, get your freak on. Come on. It would be so cool. On. Has she done it before, though? Maybe she did it like years ago. And I, I don't, don't know. I but don't not so. in our time. They might have like pulled her out as like a guest but yeah she's never hosted it dude that'd be sick um also there's this one super bowl ad have you seen it it's it's a sarah vey ad uh, yes, with michael sarah yes. <laughs> kind of sick of hearing about it honestly <laughs> well because there was like stupid people on tiktok who were like actually confused like before the ad came out because there was like pr about it oh. like getting it vamped and they're like wait is michael sarah actually like the face <laughs> of Serbia?" i'm like you guys are fucking idiots like you really think this man just secretly minute, has like did he a, actually start the sarah yeah literally i'm like what the fuck no but yeah I, I do love michael sarah he's my king i just thought it was so funny he's such a king he's i was like this is great marketing it's like honestly they really yeah. i love when a company can like just joke around and like yes it made me want to get some more cerave even though i already use cerave but right now i'm using like an off-brand cerave from walmart wait i might have some that i don't like that you can have give me some i love cerave moisturizer okay because you know me i'm like i've used the same shit since i was like 15 and my skin is like so used to it that if i change it up slightly it gets fucked up so yeah i'll take your cerave girl i love how i love how it started with him being like and this is my cream. You didn't Ew. know. <laughs> I don't want to hear about his cream. It was what? like, hydrate yourself yeah. with my cream. <laughs> it's so gross. I was like, yes, sir. You're like, your cream? I was like, I'll take that cream, uh, sir. Ew. <laughs> uh, okay. Grammys. Grammys. I hate the Grammys. I think they're stupid. Agreed. Okay, okay. They're well, a joke. Yeah, I can't really say that now because I am in PR and like basically the Grammys are a giant PR stunt. <laughs> yeah. But... It's stupid because it's they they present themselves like it's one thing about like, you know, it's some board and like a very esteemed award and all this stuff when really it's just like to get press and to like be noticed and like, I don't know, I think like the awards that they gave out most of them I just was like, okay, like I just was like, cool, like yeah. we kind of expected this, but don't really agree with it kind of thing. Yeah, I think Except most- Paramore's win. Oh, Slay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do agree. I think most people now are, like, don't really put much prestige into it anymore. Because I, when I was a kid, yeah. I used to be like, oh, my God, Grammys. I know. And now I'm like, uh, I think it's just a snub fest, quite frankly. Like, some things aren't even recognized. Where's Mitski's recognition, huh? She well, that's what I'm saying is, like, I mean, think about, like, yeah, Mitski's album. And she's, like, pretty popular. But, or, like, Bully or, like, mm-hmm. just any, like, there's so many good albums that came out last year and, like, the Grammys just is not the place to, like, recognize that. Like, I was talking yeah. about this um, at my internship, and I was like, yeah, it's just crazy because, like, why was, like, Metallica or whatever, like, nominated in the fucking <laughs> metal category? And it was like, come on, that's not even, like, their best album. It was Or, like, Slipknot was in there. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, their heyday is over. Like, why are these the metal bands that yeah. we're, like, recognizing? And I'm not even, like, a metalhead or anything, but there was way better albums that came out last year that's, like... Right. F- that are honestly more popular, I think. But mm-hmm. I also like come from a position of like the opinions of v- a very niche group of people with like where I work. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. I have like a different opinion, I guess, on like what was popular in a year as opposed to like what actually people were listening to. No, so. I no, I agree with you. I think most people agree with you too, though. That like a lot of artists are just completely snubbed or not recognized. Oh, or just yeah. not even just recognized. Not recognized. Yeah. And that's why I love. I mean, Paramore wasn't even there. They didn't even go to the Grammys, and they fucking yeah. won. It's a joke. And. I mean, even, and this will get into our thing today with, with Taylor Swift, where it was like, that was not her best album, and oh, Taylor yeah. Swift fans agree with that, and yeah. that still won. Uh, it's like, where's Lana Lana's recognition? What the fuck is her recognition? She really should have won that. What the fuck? No, the, okay. Didn't I, Taylor Swift call her up on the stage, too? Yeah, I was going to talk about that. 
That's crazy. I so that's interesting because I I think people I think she I think her intentions were good with that. Like oh, she totally. just wanted it's like to her friend, recognize her. Like she's yeah. on the album, right? right. Yeah. yeah. It's on so the it album. makes sense. But Lana just seemed so uncomfortable. She like did she not did not want to be wanna up go there. up there. It seemed embarrassing for her, and I was exactly. like, "Girl, don't pull her up there." But I'm glad that she like shouted her out. Of course. Um, you know, she did it nicely. I think, but you it need was to call her out like that. They're like, "Come on up!" Like, mm, yeah. No but how does? I'm sorry. So this is like blending into what we're gonna talk about. But um, Taylor Swift has like 13 Grammys, and Lana Del Rey has none. I know. Lana has none. Because here's the Please. thing: it's all about just the it's it's literally a pr stunt like they're gonna yeah. choose the person who is most like impactful or like who is the biggest name right now because that's what people want to see right 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 that's what's gonna have people tuning into the grammys that's what they want to see not yeah. necessarily on like the merit of the music you know what yeah I mean? exactly so that's why i'm just like fuck this like it's so stupid but i but... think so many people would like lana to win but i guess up against taylor swift you know yeah exposing but... the grammys <laughs> Grammys exposed. <laughs> yeah, literally. Wow. I mean, that can lead us in, though, if you want to start with that. Well, I did want to also first mention, did you okay, see okay. Joni Mitchell perform both sides now? Oh, my God. Was that beautiful. was probably the best performance of the evening. Tracy Chapman? Oh, yeah, that was good, too. Amazing. Um, um, so much more respect for the Luke Combs version of that now. I'm like, yeah, it kind of slayed. Yeah. And, like, it just seemed like they had, like, they were, like, happy to be performing together, which, like, yeah. touched me, you know? I was I like, know. Oh, beautiful. Also, Miley Cyrus. Oh, that gave me chills. Really? Okay, that. She, I was that happy gave that me chills. I was glad that she won her Grammy. She needs she recognition. She deserves a Grammy. Have you seen that? Listen to her cover of "Fade Into You," her NPR Tiny Desk. Yeah, I did. That is so. She is the queen of covers. She did. She did "Fade Into You." She did "Just Breathe" by Pearl Jam. Oh She did "Sweet Jane" by Velvet Underground. I haven't heard that one. Oh my god! She and any any cover she does is amazing. She did "Heart of Glass." Oh, that one. That's amazing. She she did "Zombie," which are bold songs to cover. Like those are very specific vocal performances, and to take that on and give it a new like perspective or like a new take on it is so i know that's why i think she really is like one of the best vocalists of this generation she really doesn't get that much respect like people were shitting on her i mean i know she kind of had a little bit of a crazy period like with robin thick but hey she's a a disney child like what do you expect a normal fucking person like let her i respect her human at the end of the day i i totally respect her and i and I've been respecting her since I had my Hannah Montana CD. Me too. Since I've had Hannah Montana on my fucking wall. That's right. Yes. Hannah wall. I, yeah, I was a Hannah Montana stan. Stan, me too. Kid. Oh my god, like, the music is crazy. Even today. Oh, I listen Don't to that show. Don't you wish that you could be a fly on the wall. A creepy little, <laughs> sneaky little fly on the wall. Um, that's all so I gotta say about the Grammys, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, the pop culture that I consumed this week was very different than I typically consume, obviously, for this episode. Yes. So, should we start off with the big it. one? Yeah, oh, wait, I mean, we didn't from... even talk about what this is. Oh yeah, guys, if you don't know already, we I mean, we talked about it last episode, but yeah. we're talking about our hot takes today. Hot Pop takes. Culture hot takes. And I just want to put out a disclaimer. Yes. We are not judging you if you like any of these things. No. No, no judgment here. We just think they're a little overrated. Yeah. And we just want to be on our hater soapbox for a minute, but that doesn't mean that you know, they're, they're just our opinions. It doesn't mean that we're, we're judging you for, for liking them. So, like exactly. whenever you like. It's about the actual content that we're critiquing and not the people who like it. Yes. Because I, they're, I with these things, I can totally see why people like them. Yes, I understand It's just not made for me, and here's why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Facts. All right, let's Fox. get started. That's Fox. You've okay. been disclaimed, so. Sh- you've been disclaimed. <laughs> um, should we start with, from the going into the Grammys, talk about um, Miss, Miss, Miss Taylor Swift. Swift? Let's talk about Miss Taylor Swift. Okay. Everyone's gonna fucking hate People us. People are for really this. gonna because Swifties. Well, that's oh, wait, part. Let of me it. go get my phone because I took screenshots of stuff. I want to start off by saying we both respect her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we okay. So Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Here's my main thing. I didn't grow up listening to Taylor Swift. Like it was on, either. like on the radio, shit like that. But Hannah Montana was my girly. Yeah, same. Like as a child, that was my obsession. But listening to her this week, I mean, there's songs that like you know those some of those older songs that like. I would listen to, Slab. like, as I got older, I was like, these fucking go hard. Guys, Mean is so good. Oh, my God. I listen to that a lot now. And she, she's cunty as fucking that because she put them in their place. She said, you fucking bullies? Now look at her. Now no, it, it is her. actually, I really respect it's her cunty for that. So she was like, she was right about that. No, she was. She was right She was right. That. that song holds up. I love that song. I like yeah. her country stuff a lot, actually. Like, I really, Me too. I really do. But yeah, listening to her this week, I'm like, I have a newfound appreciation for her as an artist, honestly. Agreed. Agreed. But still think that she is over Incredibly overrated, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, a lot of her, like, especially more recent music, it's just not really my cup of tea. Yeah. And just her vibe is not really my cup of tea. 
like I feel like she's quite millennial cringe which is fine <laughs> yeah there's nothing yeah. wrong with that but millennials love her and that's the millennials why. love her yeah. i also think she really needs to get a new stylist sorry that's just mean but did you see how what she looked like on the ground oh, that girl was what so was that outfit she was so like bad. she really could be doing a lot more with her outfits i'm just saying oh my god yeah like yeah. that was really she's not a, a fashion flop. icon if we're if that's what we're talking about i would have to agree with that anyway not. that's just a small little thing but um, um but she is a fucking she's business savvy bro like oh you have to i respect her for that as well i respect her for that like she's on her grind the amount of music that she has released is insane like you can't deny that she has talent because like i can't even write a single song and she has like albums and albums and albums worth and she's constantly releasing new content constantly and the tour that she just went on is like fucking crazy yeah like insane well i think she maybe needs to chill a little bit okay well here's (laughs) what i'm gonna go into is people online have been talking a lot about her overexposure i saw a tiktok about this from a fan, a Taylor Swift fan, and she was talking about how, from a PR perspective, which this is so true, Taylor Swift announcing her new album at the Grammys was such a bad fucking move. Yeah. And her PR team should have been like, girl, take a break. Your no. homeboy just won the Super Bowl. No, really. Go to the Bahamas or something. Take a vacation. Mm-hmm. Silent. Be silent for months. Be chill. And then pop off because the anticipation of that is going to be so much higher that people are going to be right. way more excited for it. Now when people release it, like when she said that, people are, know that this release is coming and they're not as excited because you just released an album that got nom- that one album of the year yep. and also was nominated per- pe- Person of the Year by... Um, yeah, times. I mean, she and was like, so influential this like, year. It was too much. Went on this huge tour. You did not need to announce that album. Yeah, when the whole, he did the Travis Kelsey thing. Like, we, yeah, we've had a lot of Taylor Swift this year. Don't, don't you want to chill? Like, don't you want to take a little vacation, girl? Yeah. So I this would. is from. I this is just. I just. This is crazy because once we picked this topic, too, I saw this from like an online. It's called. It's like an online blog zine thing. Um, but the like part, the beginning of the article says, some have linked the swift fatigue to sheer overexposure, but that doesn't ring quite true for me. While having too much of a presence in the media is certainly something that causes the public to turn on celebrities, especially women, I feel mm-hmm. hesitant to ascribe to its impending fall from grace on something so simple. Um, and she goes on to just say how like, not even just the overexposure, but just like, like you said, it's just like, there's so much of it um, that like this person who was a fan, they say the dot, the thing that most explains my dying love for an artist who once felt like a personal friend of mine is how incredibly boring she's gotten. Yeah. So not even the overexposure, but the repetitiveness of her because yes. I felt the same way when I was, I've listened, I think I listened to pretty much all her music this week. I mean, there's tons, not all of it, not like the deep cuts and shit, but I skimmed through at least like every single album Yeah, and it's very repetitive. Yes. <laughs> it's ve- like some songs I was like, wait. Some songs pop off, and we have a playlist for the songs that pop off. Julie and I made one. And some I'm like, oh, that like caught my attention. That's a really good song. While the rest of them, the same. I, I either hated mm-hmm. or just blended all together. Right. And there was like a handful of ones that I, I like absolutely hated that made me like made my skin crawl. Yeah. And then the rest were just like, oh shit, I didn't even realize the song changed, kind of thing. Because yes. they all, like even like the drum beat and shit. I'm like, this sounds exactly the same. Yeah. Like this just played. That's what annoys me is that like people will herald her as like. So, like a god of musical creation and it's like uh you know she has some hits and i respect yeah. her for what she's done but some a lot of her stuff is just kind of generic it's, it's just generic quantity pop. over quality because it's awesome that she writes all of her own songs yeah you know and like she's doing that and like that takes some kudos you know but like like she deserves the respect but she doesn't deserve just like the giant pedestal that she's placed yeah, on giant pedestal and yeah. also the fact that like people will her fan base will, like, crucify you for not sucking her cock. <laughs> like, can we please allow for some criticism here, guys? Seriously. Because, I, I, look, I get it. I have been... I, I was a diehard One Direction fan when I was 13, so yeah. I understand the parasocial dynamic, and I understand those feelings of, like, idolizing someone and feeling like they can do no wrong. But this is, like, on another level, yeah. I think. And yeah. at some point, at some point, you need to realize when an obsession is unhealthy and also just recognize that she's not perfect. Yeah. And, like, you need to have room for criticism. Like, some of y'all need to watch Swarm on oh Prime. Oh, my God. Because you're starting to act like that Yeah, show. and that was based off of Beyonce stands, right. but I think it more applies to Taylor Swift stands. I think stands. Taylor Swift stands like, fans are worse. way worse. I think they're worse. Because Beyonce, like, I'm not gonna say it, but, but I am gonna say it. She, she deserves all of the 
you know, because she's yeah. not always appreciated in, like, the Grammys and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, she deserves, like, the, the kudos that she gets. She's also where, a better performer, I'm just saying. I, I know. Like, much better stage presence. And just see, yes. Like, way just better. Just seems to have a, a better, just, like, personality as a celebrity than Taylor Swift does. Yeah. Which yeah. is why I'm, like, more okay to just accept, like, all the, you know, props that she gets because I think they're deserved. And I don't yeah. always think that Taylor Swift's are deserved. That's how I feel too. Yeah. Exactly. Because, and I just think that yeah. the cultishness of the standom, and I know that's just like the nature of standoms, but like you need to allow criticism. Oh yeah, always. You need to like recognize that she's not perfect. Yeah. So anyway, that... It's, it's way too much of like that parasocial relationship like you were saying. Like yeah. it's like to a level where it's like, yeah, Well, and also bad. it's like pushing on other people. Like I feel like Swifties are always like... I mean, not not all of them. It's not like a generalizing. Cult no, but like it does. Like they push on, they push on you, and they like push the the Swifty yeah. the music agenda. And the agenda. No, the agenda is pushed upon people who do not need it, who yes. not want it. Yes, and that annoys me a little bit as well. Me so. too. The issue too with her is that like people say she's like an amazing lyricist as well, and they're like, I connect to her music yes. so much. And it's the most mundane shit I've no. like ever heard. And and look, there's nothing cringe. wrong with that. I'm sorry. It's I don't cringe. want to be the one to say cringe. But it fucking is. Did you listen to the song Cardigan? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Mu- musically? Beautiful song. I could not Lyrically, get it Lyrically, it's though. cringe. It's no, so it's, it's cringe. It's like, when I was 15 in my parents' car, like, <laughs> we were wearing red and I was wearing my blue jeans. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. the vibe. She's and like, look. Never knew your love could feel this good till you were gone. <laughs> Literally. And, and look, there's nothing wrong with that. As a former One Direction fan, I have been privy to some very bad lyrics. <laughs> yeah. And I still enjoy that. Like, it's, and I still, and it's campy and it yeah. hits. Like, you can, you can have, like, bad lyrics and, like, cheesy music oh, yeah. and, it's, and, and be proud of that. Like, yeah, it's exactly. not, it's not necessarily something that's, like, you should be ashamed of that, of no, liking that. No. But it is, like, maybe don't herald her as, like, a lyrical amazing god. Lyric. Yeah, seriously, like, the best lyricist ever. Because I was like, oh. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but there was not, like, one song. I mean, there were some that were, like, kind of cunty, and I was like, okay, pop off for that. Like, you're, <laughs> yeah. like, you're being cunty. But other than that, I wasn't anything that was like, oh, my God, I totally relate to this. And, like, she's so wise, like, beyond her years. Never right. thought that was But I can understand song. also how it has resonated, like, those lyrics would resonate with, like, young girls, of course. Of course. It's the same thing with yeah. One Direction. Of course. So, and I think a lot of it is, like, rooted in nostalgia. So I, I get that, like, if it, like, resonates with you, you know, but it is just, like... I don't know. It's not. It's not all that. You guys. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So. Yeah. I and she's yeah. just like, why is she like America's sweetheart? Like she really represents that image Cause right she's, now. Because she is a normal girl, like self-made star. Yeah. You know, she's not like a Disney plant. She's not blonde any kind hair, of industry blue plant. Eyes. Yeah, blonde hair, blue it's eyes. Part of it. And just like, you know, fairly attractive, like moderately attractive. Like I don't think she's like be- crazy beautiful, like Beyonce yeah. or anything. But she's like. Because she, she's a normal chick, but yeah. just the fact that she was, like, able to, like, it's the American dream, you know what it I'm saying? It is definitely so the American it's dream. it's just that people still, like, holding on to that. And I think young girls being, you know, drawn to that because they're like, oh, she did it, and she's from, like, the small town in Pennsylvania, then I can too, kind of yeah. thing. You know, it's just that mentality. That's so funny that, like, she's from Pennsylvania. And her but... country music. I was like, how'd how you get here? I thought she was from, like, Tennessee or well, something. Well, there's, like, there's, like, definite farmland in Pennsylvania. Oh, totally. So I she... mean, there's farmland just about anywhere, y'all. Just about anywhere <laughs> in the U.S. of A. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wait, what was I going to say? Oh, especially, like, now that she's tied to football. Oh, my oh, God. That's, remember-wise, I was, like... She's tied to the heartland. Football. Oh, yeah. And, the, like, the NFL and the music industry are, like, the two Having biggest a, entertainment enterprises in the in yeah. the United States, in the fucking world, and it's just, it was perfect. It's a perfect union. It seems a little too perfect. I'm right, it does seem like PR. I think they were dating, though. It seems like they're, they're, I do. I do think they I are, think but legit. it just seemed, I mean, the PR people are like, yes! Oh, yeah, people, the PR people are shitting in their skirts. <laughs> yeah, they're shitting, shitting their, their skirts. skirts right now. <laughs> Who's up shitting their skirt? <laughs> um, I also want to mention, this is another, I think, very valid criticism of her, her insane use of carbon emissions. Oh yeah, she, I read an she, she's suing that kid. Oh who's yeah, tracking, who's tracking her? her? I was like, eh, maybe don't sue like a college student. <gasps> yeah, um, yeah, he's poor. yeah. What the fuck are you trying to do? I read in a BBC article called. Let's see, 
Taylor Swift claims she offsets her travel carbon footprint. How does that work? Which is really interesting. Mm. And so basically she does, uh, she she buys carbon offsets, which basically ca- like help counter her huge carbon footprint because her, her carbon footprint is like astronomical yeah. because she, you know, is always flying, flying with private jets and like private yeah. jets are you know, emit more carbon than, um, economy, but obviously she couldn't, like, fly on economy, so I don't even really blame her for that, but she, you know, she's touring, she's going to, like, most of Kelsey's games. Yeah. It is just, like, maybe, maybe chill, just a little bit. Maybe but, but I understand her job, so it's, like, sort of hard, and I, I think it's good that she buys carbon offsets, Yeah. but I also, there was also, like, some criticism from climate scientists who say that, like, um, buying carbon offsets don't actually reduce emissions so there's kind of a debate on that and they want her to do more because a woman with so much power who has so much money and influence could do a lot more oh yeah totally um she could even like artists like coldplay and Billie eilish minimize like single-use plastics and they have like composting bins at their tours like she doesn't Mm. even do that so she could even do some things like like even yeah, small, small things, things. Yeah. or just speak out about it more. Small th- when you have that much of a platform and an impact, the small things you do make way more of an impact than like a normal day person doing those things. Exactly. So, exactly. What do you think about that? So it's like your lifestyle sort of like makes it so that you, you have to be doing that, but mm-hmm. there also is so much more that you could be doing that I feel like that is a pretty valid criticism and yeah. I'm like, yeah, girl, like you're in, and I think it is true that she's probably the celebrity who uses the most carbon emissions i mean in the I mean, past fucking year that, she did but like, like yeah for real for real right yeah. I, I just think generally she could do more about that and generally she could just kind of chill <laughs> as i'm saying chill girl i get it like i'm a workaholic too like we, yeah the workaholic girlies know but like you know, come pick up a fucking hobby then like, like i don't know crochet. like we, yeah crochet read start <laughs> climbing learn from us go on vacation with all that money you know literally I what the know. fuck celebrate your crazy year yeah like, your successes instead and, of just doing with, the same shit celebrate with your mans like yeah. i don't know i i'm just a little tired of her being like such a prominent figure in the zeitgeist like she's literally like per vasive like she's yeah. everywhere she's pervasive yeah she's that's literally pervasive word. but yeah anyway that's pretty much all i have to say about her i think there's a lot of I'm, i think you need there needs to be room for criticism with taylor swift um, and that's all i have to say but i do respect her do mm-hmm. respect her mm-hmm. i respect her more after listening to her music actually i didn't think i would because i used yeah. to be a lo- i used to be way more of a hater i used to be a hater Same. and now i'm like okay i feel a lot more neutral about it yeah me too so. i feel more neutral but then like like i said i have i have a running list of songs that literally by her that literally make me want to die so <laughs> and like an entire album that i like hate by her so it's like okay I-, I can see that it's not made for me like this is exactly music that is just not my taste not my cup all. of tea and, like and it's just okay. not made for me um yeah we have a playlist we'll link it of the taylor swift bops um yeah yeah that's, Check that that's out. what we got. So for please that. don't please don't hate us. Please don't um like leave a two, like a one star review. Yeah, like <laughs> we just that's our hot take. But I feel like we delivered it in a yeah in a good respectful way. way. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think people agree. I think even people the, will obviously agree. even the Taylor Swift fans out there like are like okay, girlie, like it's getting to be too much. Sometimes you have to break out of the group psychosis. <laughs> <laughs> And that's coming from someone who was in a group psychosis, you guys. I was in a very similar situation, okay? And sometimes you have to you sort of break. step out of it. You have to step out of the group psychosis and oh my face God, reality a little bit. So true. <laughs> All right. Next one. Colleen. Colleen Hoover. Our girl, Colleen. <laughs> Bro. I? <laughs> yeah, okay. So I've never read a Colleen Hoover book until the past two weeks where I read yeah. it. It ends with us. And um, I still haven't read a full one. I just what life's kind of skimmed oh my god bro but it's i lots of thoughts i i, <laughs> I have so many thoughts that i'm speechless i, I do think <laughs> speechless i cannot I, I do think that this is not so much a hot take because i think there is a lot of people do think like these are pretty oh, bad oh yeah books. it's controversial for sure yeah but i they are still very tiktok famous and like on goodreads it ends with us has a 4.18 rating that's Crazy. So pe- so people still like this and think it's okay. good. But I watched a lot of videos about her other books too, and I watched this mm-hmm. one YouTuber. Her name is Casey Ayonso. Um, but like she broke down a bunch of her different books, and there's some that are really fucking bad. Yeah. Like, have you heard about Ugly Love? Yeah, I've heard that's horrible. <laughs> the big balls scene. What? 
<laughs> I haven't heard that. This is crazy. Okay, basically, okay, do you want to hear the premise of this book? Yeah. For yeah. those of you who haven't read it, here's my premise of Ugly Love by Colin Hoover. So the male love interest, um, this guy named Miles, in the past impregnated his soon-to-be stepsister. Oh my god. Um... Well, in the present, it follows him and his friend's sister, Tate, while, like, they're having, like, a situationship, pretty much, where he's, like, fucking her, but then, like, treating her like absolute shit. Mm. Um, okay, so basically, his, like, the stepsister has his child, and they're in the car. So it's, like, in the past, it goes back and forth between past and present. Mm-hmm. And they're in the car, and there's a literal moment, I think I took a, a screenshot of it, but there's a moment where they're, like, both in the car... And they're talking about their son's big balls. <laughs> what? Okay, this is so funny. This is what it says. Only thing he got from me was his big balls. She laughs. She laughs hard. Oh my god. I know, she says. They're so big. We both laugh at our son's big balls. <laughs> That's a literal line. Written by Colin Hoover. Okay. We both laugh at our son's big balls. And then they get in a car accident and the son <laughs> dies. So they laugh at his big balls and then he dies. Like this poor fucking baby. Anyway, so then the son dies and then in the present, he basically, so he goes to this other, like he goes back and he's like, I need to like mend my past with like the, the, mother of my big bald son before I can like pursue a relationship because like I'm treating this girl like shit but I love her and so he goes and she's like the other lady's like married and like has a kid now and she's like the fuck like why are you so like pressed about this like move on with your fucking life you crackhead and he's like okay so then he goes to the other girl and like tells her everything from his past except that it was his stepsister that he impregnated he just said some chick and he like lost his son but didn't fail to mention that it was his stepsister (laughs) And then they like fall in love and then they like later get married and have a kid. I'm like What? That's what I mean is like they are so absurd these books. The, and the that's why I get it. Like premise. sometimes when I was reading it, I was like Sure. It's like watching reality TV. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. It's so it's mind numbing, it's crazy. Yeah, that you just get wrapped in. Right. But the issue that I have with It Ends With Us is that I obviously see that Colleen Hoover was trying it was an attempt to bring light to a serious issue. Right that did not in execution did not work (laughs) at all yeah Yeah. i would agree with that because i think that's the that's the danger of her books they're just like poorly written crazy books about like pretty heavy topics yeah and that's the issue it's like it'd be fine if it wasn't like the heavy shit in there because i think from colleen hoover's perspective she's like i'm really making an impact like i'm talking about these important issues like domestic abuse and then it's like but but girl then you just talked about some guy some kid's big balls and you want me to take you seriously yeah like, come not, on. it's not hand, like those like heavy topics are not handled with like any tact exactly. at all and it's like you need to handle them with like some sensitivity or else it's just gonna be like it's it's giving out a bad message yeah okay so for those who haven't read it ends with us should i do a little plot summary yeah go ahead okay so it starts with lily bloom lily blossom, lily bloom, blossom bloom who's a gardener naturally um and opens mm-hmm. a flower shop during the course of the book um she meets this guy named Ryle Kincaid. <laughs> These fucking names are insane. Like calling Hoover, Ryle is terrible. When I read that, I was like, Kyle. Because I, I looked it up, I was enough. like, Is this supposed to be pronounced Riley? And like, that's a stupid spelling. Okay, whatever. But I looked it up, and I was like, No, no it's, it's Ryle. actually Ryle. It's Ryle. Yeah. That made me want to absolutely die. Yeah. I was reading this at work, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, This cannot get any worse. <laughs> um, so they meet on a rooftop, and he's a neurosurgeon, and. She had just recently lost her dad, who was abusive. We learn is was abusive to her mother mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Um, and we basically learn about her past, which is that, like, she fell in love with this, like, homeless kid who, like, lived in, like, an abandoned house behind her house. And, like, mm-hmm. we learn about this through these journal entries that she had as a kid <laughs> that were... <laughs> Addressed to Ellen DeGeneres. The only, the, the one and only Ellen DeGeneres. Because, <gasps> like, honestly, going into this book, I had, like, no idea what it was about. And I, most of these things I didn't know. But El- it's absurd. I, when I read that, I was like. The, the details she includes and the interactions that oh, she's trying to seem, God. like, are normal are, like, the most outlandish, crazy things <laughs> ever. Literally. You're like, you're like, this would never happen. Exactly. Like, there's parts where I, I like, screenshotted that. I was like, th- like, this is crazy what I'm reading right now because this would never fucking happen. <laughs> yeah. Like, the shit that they say. When Ryle first meets her, mm-hmm. they, he, like, 
tries to make a move on her and she's like okay and then he's like he gets a call like he's he needs to go to the hospital like he he's like on call or whatever mm-hmm. and he's like hold on and takes a picture of her oh which is first of all is weird and then later on in the book she goes over to his house because like his sister works with her at the flower shop like her yeah. flower shop so he goes like there's there's like a connection there but he like she goes over to his house and in his living room there's like this canvas picture and it's like blown up so where you can't really tell what it is but like you can see the colors and stuff but only she knows what it is because it's literally the picture of her <laughs> that he took and blew up and then put in his living room first first red flag and well, people are thirsting after this man like I, I read reviews where people were like i was like i love their connection and like i was like so drawn to him like he's the man of my dreams and i'm like if ryle kincaid is the man <laughs> of your dreams you need psychological help no really well that's the thing though is that like that's another thing i want to talk about is that like the men in her books are terrible they're bad okay wait let me finish the plot summary and then oh, we'll get ahead, into it because it, it gets worse anyways they start dating whatever 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 and they're in the kitchen one day and ryle like burns his hand on a casserole dish or something <laughs> and like she, you know lily's like kind of laughing at him because it was like funny like he's a little she's a little drunk and like whatever and then he fucking like clocks her in the face mm. because he's like this is, these are my surgeon hands like you can't fucking laugh about that so this is when like the abuse begins yeah i mean more altercations ensue basically and like we learn that ryle as a kid like accidentally shot his older brother because it was like a gun that was loaded or like the the safety wasn't on or whatever mm-hmm. um and like he basically uses that to explain why he's like Abusive. abusive and then like he proposes to lily and she gets pregnant and then decides to name her kid after the brother that he lost which is just so it, it's just the not brother of your be, abuser the brother of your abuser who basically said the reason that he's abusing you is because of the trauma from shooting yeah. him and the whole way that his trauma was like explained was just like it made me so irritated because it's just like this is not how it's just not realistic. Like, yeah. she's just not thinking this through. Like, she wants... Colleen Hoover just, like, wants this, like... She's like, shock this, will, this factor. will justify it. Yeah, she just wants the shock factor more than, like, actually thinking through, like, is the, am I being sensitive about this issue? Which she right. isn't Which ever. is not at all. Yeah. Yeah, so anyways, it's called It Ends With Us because Lily has their child and she... This is actually, like, one scene that I was actually like, okay, this is kind of... This is kind of poignant. It's pretty beautiful. But she was, like, with her child and was, like... Oh, and, like, through this, too, like, there's the other homeless guy character, Atlas, right. who she, like, reconnects with. And there's, so it's basically, like, a love triangle thing, which also was just so fucked up and, like, wrong and weird. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so that's going on meanwhile. But she has this kid with Ryle. And then she is, like, basically saying to, like, has this conversation with him, like, what would you do if our daughter, like mary was like in a relationship with someone who hurt her like you hurt me and he was like yeah. i would never let that happen and it's like it was like, that was like a pretty beautiful scene she was like i'm ending this like cycle abuse in my family with like me and my daughter like it ends with us so like that was beautiful Aww. but then they go into the epilogue <laughs> and she's with atlas now and they reconnect and like start dating in there together and also through this whole thing was like with the ellen degeneres thing there was like this whole back and forth between her and atlas about dory from finding nemo right, right. and their whole thing was like the the like just keep swimming thing and it literally so millennial. like i know and it literally just ends keep with them swimming. being like you know you don't need to keep swimming now like we've made it to shore like we're, <laughs> and i was like girl why'd you end your book that way and then you go you turn around and you were you're like but just keep swimming swimming ellen degeneres hashtag slay hashtag <laughs> grateful hashtag giving hashtag like, <laughs> like the most millennial shit i've ever heard don't i was like talk to me before my coffee <laughs> literally. hashtag slytherin i'm a slytherin <laughs> Like, the most millennial shit ever. But, yeah, so that was that was the book. Um, wow. I was gagged beyond belief. That's yeah. all I can say. I th- yeah, I think that really is, I guess, the appeal of it. But when people are like, this is, like, so amazing, I'm like, you're delusional. People are like, this is, like, oh, I love this relationship. And that's what it is. Like, she, sw- she does kind of justify the behavior of these weird fucking men. Yeah. And it's a bad message. Or, like, the female characters usually, like, end up sort of, like, forgiving them. Or at least, like, you sympathize with the men. Yes. And a lot of people said, like, after It Ends With Us and why it became so popular is that they were like, oh, my God, like, Colleen Hoover's, like, bringing to, like, this issue of, like, domestic abuse and, like, how to get out of that and break the cycle of it. And Colleen Hoover did base, it says, like, at the end of the book, she writes a note saying that, like, this was based off of her mom's actual experiences with abuse. And I get that. And, like, I see what she was trying to do. But, like we said, it's like she didn't... She didn't quite get there. Like, she didn't... Execution was lacking, yeah, unfortunately. I read this article, too, from this site called Slate, and it was, like, an opinion piece by this person named Chels Upton. 
And yeah, so she was basically talking about like the critiques of Colleen Hoover and this segment said, Lily doesn't react to abuse in the appropriate way and that the book endorses all of her choices and therefore both deserve condemnation. The other is an exercise in empathy. Hoover wrote an imperfect book on domestic violence, but if we require all of these narratives to be morally unimpeachable, there's no room to acknowledge that there's no such thing as a perfect victim. Hmm. And I honestly agree with that because I don't think because a lot of the, the conversation on it was like, oh, she was romanticizing domestic abuse and like mm-hmm. young people who read this are going to like see that behavior and be drawn to the character of Ryle and then mm. in the future excuse that behavior when it's enacted upon them. But literally the whole, if you get to the end of the book, the whole point of the book is that like she's ending this cycle of abuse and she's not letting it happen to herself anymore. Yeah. But while also talking about how like here is why people fall into abuse and it's hard to get out of, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, like, yes, I don't think Colleen Hoover did it in the most, in the best way of, like, showing that, but I don't think she was romanticizing domestic abuse either. It just yeah. wasn't done I very agree. well. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I think I think it, some people take it to be like that. Yeah. But yeah. it wasn't her, definitely not her intention. Exactly. Um, I was going to say, it honestly reminds me of, like, fan fiction, like, after. Yes, yes, it's it is. It's sort of like fan fiction. Well, like, just in, like, in the crazy factor. Yeah. And, like, just absolutely fucking bizarre. Well, what's crazy. that one book that was originally a Kylo Ren fanfic? Is it Fifty Shades of Grey? No. Well, it, that one was also fanfic. The that, Love Hypothesis? Yes, The Love Hypothesis. Yeah. So there's a lot of romance novels that start as fanfic yes. that turn into novels. Like, that's right. a theme. Yeah. And, I, and I understand the escapism of that. Like, totally. I understand why people would enjoy that, but I do think those are, those are like, those type of contemporary romance novels, like The Love Hypothesis, like that's, The Hating Game. Those are unharmful. Those are fine. Like, yeah. go off. Do your thing. But they're very... I agree that I don't... I also don't really understand the hype. I, 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 get, the, the I hype. get the escapism, but I'm like... Okay, this is bad. I know, and they're they're all like so millennial and cheesy. They're even so even bad. the covers, even I know. even the covers, like I would oh. be embarrassed to be seen with one oh, of girl, these covers. Oh, girl, no! I did not even. I read the entire this entire book online because yeah. I was like, I cannot be seen in public. It's embarrassing. I'm sorry. <laughs> they're all like just like these white millennial, oh, God. like writers who are just really not serving. No. But. but, but <laughs> We're just really not serving like they think they are, but like I ate like Colleen Hoover with all these lines. Oh, here, here's here's some Colleen Hoover thought she ate lines. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, these are all from It Ends With Us. (laughs) So crazy. Okay, so this is in her journal when Lily's writing to Ellen. Um, Ellen, I'm confident the next sentence I'm about to write has never been written or spoken aloud before. When he was wiping that cow shit on me, it was quite possibly the most turned on. I know. Huh? Girl, what? Well, that's the most turn out you've ever been. Well, she figured out a king. I'm not going to king shame you, but... Um, it is revealing. Okay. It's it certainly revealing. revealing of a, of a darker truth. certainly <laughs> revealing. What's this other one? Oh, that was actually an okay quote. Yeah, so just some of the shit she writes, I'm like... It's fan fiction. Like, and and again, I understand the escapism, but yeah, I think the main thing with Colleen Hoover is that like it's the execution and the, the sensitivity could be better. It could be dealt with with a lot. With these heavy ass topics, exactly. you need to be handling it. So that's the thing, better. like this is funny, like I was cr- cackling, like cracking up when I was reading this book, like some of the lines I was just like, dude, this is insane. Like I can't <laughs> believe she just said that. And it was like funny and I think like that's like I said, it's like watching reality TV. Like I understand yeah. why people like these kind of books. Yeah. But the issue with Colleen Hoover is that she's trying to step into a new territory of like being mm-hmm. woke and like and you know, taking on heavy topics. And she's just not doing it with any sensitivity. She's like, she needs to flat. be stopped. Yeah. yeah. She's falling flat. Falling flat. But that's my opinion, at least from reading this specific book and right. from what I've heard of other books, right. you know. So that's just, that's my take. That's my take that. as well. And I'm sorry, but the writing is not good. No, there the was writing one is part, terrible. Well, this was in the Ugly Love book and like, I, there was like one part I read and he, that Miles goes over to like Tate's family for like a Thanksgiving dinner thing because he like you know they're like family friends whatever she's like I want him more than I wanted Thanksgiving dinner and like I love Thanksgiving (laughs) dinner and she just would not let up the Thanksgiving dinner metaphor like she every other sentence was talking about Thanksgiving dinner and it was crazy I'm like girl like I understand if that's like a stylistic choice but it's still bad like It's, it's still bad writing it's like blatantly bad writing. yeah exactly and so i'm like people who are like she's an amazing writer like she is a genius like people generally have that opinion i think if i read this book when i was 15 or 16 i would have loved it or maybe even younger like if i was like a young girl i would have loved it yeah um but it just like with time like an age it just 
it is not it does not hit it does right. not hold up with when you're in your 20s you know right so. it's a it's it's definitely like in poor taste yes yes <laughs> but all it's around fun. but sure it's kind of fun yeah sometimes yeah i mean it was still it was still a the, treat the poop at, thing at times. is crazy the poop thing is crazy <laughs> the ellen thing generally is absolutely insane that is so millennial being like who who should i pick to, to write <laughs> my <laughs> my diary entries to ellen <gasps> what the fuck that yeah i was dead so it was fun in the fact that like i was laughing at it and not with it you know yeah right 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 so <laughs> but that's a lot of people a lot of people have that opinion on yeah. Hoover, so exactly well should we move to our last one this is my last one yeah this one is small i don't have much on this it's a it's a twofold though show and movie or show and oh book. right for you yeah yeah i haven't read that one okay we're gonna talk about now oh but you read the other one i read the other one yeah you're right you're we're right. very centered on books this one this is good. i know i love this we're we never, we don't usually overrated authors this time y'all wait guys if you want us to do like a reading list or something on the patreon we would totally do that or totally. at least like a like once a month mini episode on like stuff we've read or like if you're into that i would love to know. do that i would love to do yeah, that. let yeah let us know um taylor jenkins reed to me has I think she's a step up definitely a step above Colleen Hoover. Yeah, her writing style isn't so bad. Like it's I think it's still bad. But I, you're right, it's, it's not, not as bad. As bad as Colleen Hoover, but the cheese is like real. The cheese is cheesy, yeah. Um I think I just this like I read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo and granted I read it's been Daisy a while. In the six, I so. haven't read it I read it in high school, so it's been a minute. But I just remember it was so hyped up. It has a 4.43 review on Goodreads. I've even had people tell me recently. I think Kiri told me. She was like, you need to read this. It's so good. Yeah. And like, then, Kiri. Kiri told me that. Right. Like, like people, people of, you trust. Yeah, yeah, people I trust. Um, And I don't really have any serious qualms with her books, honestly. But I just thought it was incredibly average and mm-hmm. mid. And the writing wasn't spectacular. And it was really overhyped for what it was. And it still had that sort of, like millennial speak where it's like i remember the seven seven husbands of evelyn hugo starts with her being like i'm uh i'm a 25 year old like bisexual woman like living in new york i don't know just like the way she uh, I, the like like show don't tell okay yeah show what's the don't first tell. fucking rule of writing show don't tell bitch show don't tell no i think it's just it and i get it like it's the same thing with colleen hoover where it's just kind of like an, a, a digestible kind of fun easy to read book yeah totally fine um but i just thought uh, that's really my main critique of of her is i feel like she's kind of just mid and it's I, like the she, same thing with taylor swift where it's yeah. like i understand why why people like this like i can see you know i can see the good stuff in like what it is mm-hmm. but the merit that it receives is not justified the merit that it receives <laughs> is overhyped yeah it's like That's way really the, too much for the, the content that it is. theme of this episode exactly <laughs> yeah basically we were culture reviewers <laughs> we are reviewing we are culture. We're, we're critiquing the culture yeah. um no but with taylor jenkins reed i okay daisy jones and the six people have i mean i've read it and i've watched i didn't watch the whole thing because i could not stomach it i got through the first episode and i wanted to die mm-hmm. but you know people have been recommending this to me mm-hmm. forever like mm-hmm. shoving it down my throat like you're you're the music girl like you would love this like and as a kid i had like a hyper fixation on fleetwood mac for like a period of time um so they're like this is perfect for you and I thought, like, and, and for a while, it was, like, okay. Like, I was reading it, and I was, like, this is fun. Like, it was, like, a summer summertime, like, in high school, I was reading it. It was, like, okay, I, I get why people like this. Yeah. And then I got, like, halfway through, and I was, like, why the fuck am I reading this when I have three Fleetwood Mac biographies on the shelf that I've already read and were good? <laughs> like, it's just such a ripoff of the Fleetwood Mac story right. that it's, like, read about the real fucking band like and i love like you know i have like some creative projects i'm working on right now that are like fictional bands and like surrounded you know centered around music and stuff that's made up it's like creative and i think that's super cool but when you can see so clearly everything is ripped off from a real life occurrence it's like then just read about the real fucking thing like that's Mm -hmm. what really annoyed me and like that's a very personal take on it and like nothing about like how the book is written or the content of it it's just me personally i'm like i would just rather be reading a fleetwood mac biography yeah and i have some recommendations if anyone's curious okay <laughs> so you know yeah and same with the show like it was fine but i got through it and i was like I, like i've seen fleet like hours and hours of fleetwood mac documentaries i don't need to be watching this with like these weird it's just like cover works. songs that sound <laughs> like go your own way, like, it's just weird, like, it was just weird to me, it was, like, meta in, like, the most uncomfortable way, you know? Yeah, because I understand, like, taking influence, of course, but but there is a limit where it's, like, 
is this just kind of a worse version of something that already exists? Exactly. And it's like, ugh. Like, yeah. I just, it was just unsettling to me. Yeah. No, after reading Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, which I don't even think was, like, terrible, I just was like, why is this so hyped? Like, I probably yeah. would give it, like, a two and a half out of five stars or something. Like, yeah. why is it so hyped? It didn't, like, really resonate with me. I'm, I just didn't want to pick up any other Taylor Jenkins read book. I was just like, what? I don't Same, I don't think I would read any other of hers. Just because... Yeah. I mean, and it, it was, like, one of those things where, like, I read um, Daisy Jones and the Six, like, very fast because it was, like, very digestible and easy to read. Yeah. So, like, nothing on her of, like, it was not poorly written. It wasn't, like, the most amazing, like, yeah. cerebral it's not, it's not writing. Terrible. No. Yeah. But, yeah, like I said, I was just, like, I would just rather read about Fleetwood Mac then. Like, it's super cool to, like, draw influence. Like, I definitely do that in my own writing, but, like, there's... It, when it's, like, so obvious, it just... I lose interest in it at that point. Yeah. 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 Like, we're, like you know, have your inspirations and, like, speak on them. Wear them on your sleeve, but don't make it a, an exact carbon copy of yeah. the thing that you're drawing from. Right. I, I guess I can I can understand her, her point of view in that way and, like, repackaging it so it's, like, more digestible for an audience that wouldn't want to, like, read an odd, like, a biography. You know what I mean? Like, but why? <laughs> but read a Fleetwood no, Mac biography. No, I agree because I would rather do that too. But I think <laughs> like, I think I it's it. it's like sort of a more digestible way of 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 like learning about a band in that in that way. But I do think it. Yeah, it is, I would still but, rather read a biography as but well. But I feel like there's people who are reading it who know jack shit about Fleetwood Mac. And well, it's yeah, like totally. <laughs> It just like it's just, it's like stripping the culture and the story from that band, mm-hmm. and then just being like, here's this fun little thing that like, I'm as a writer, I just like came up with. And yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. girl, no, like, yeah, I, I don't know. With it's that too, where it's like, like, wow, like this is like this is so un- creative and new. And yeah, like, it's like what it's, an ocean. New. it's like guys, yeah, let's let's be real, mm-hmm. let's be real here. So that just annoys me, like from like a music enthusiast right. standpoint. <laughs> right. No, I think yeah. it's definitely repackaged in a way that's like for. A, 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 an easier to read like audience that doesn't want to do that like further deep musical research. yeah yeah and, and I get that and that's fine and like you can still like like I, that's what I'm saying like you can still like these things like I understand why people like yeah it. yeah totally but also when I was a kid I read this like time magazine you know how they have like time magazines that are like dedicated to like David Bowie or Bob Dylan mm-hmm. they have one for Fleetwood Mac and that was a great way to get started into it so honestly pick up a magazine every once in a while and that's a digestible way to, to learn about Truth. something too so you're so right. That's all I'm going to say. You're right. It is very overhyped. That's really my main qualm is that yeah. it's just like getting witches. Like it's just not all. It's not all bad. It's not all bad. None of these are all bad. None of these are all bad. That's it's why there bad. are hot takes. Yeah. And um, like we said, no judgment on if you like these things because we totally understand why. Yeah. They were just, um, we have our qualms with them. We've and our they qualms. were just not, and we gave not them, meant for hey, us. Hey, look, we gave it the old try. The old go. We the gave old, an old go we of these gave things. It the old I try chance. Read of it. And like for me, getting through a, a book that I like genuinely am not like, and there was, that's what I'm saying, like with the Colleen Hoover, like there were some parts that I was like, okay, well, this is entertaining. So like it's not yeah. so bad to read it. But like if I don't like a book, I won't finish it. Mm-hmm. So it really took a lot of you know, courage and, and dedication for me to get through it. She's <laughs> devoted to her her hot takes. <laughs> to my craft. Yeah. We're really devoted to our hot takes, Yeah, you guys. I get you women who are devoted to their craft like I mean, us. and honestly, now I have more um, appreciation for Taylor Swift's early country albums. Me too. I'm going to be generally, those. like, yes. Like, I think that was the one yeah. that, like, we really came around to, mm-hmm. and I could see it more. But, yeah. Yeah, the, the other day, two I didn't not... really come around to, but, no, but I did come around to Taylor Swift a bit. So... Look at us. <laughs> so those are our hot takes. Let us know your guys' hot takes. Email us. Yes. Comment on our, you know, find us on Instagram and TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, all the links are below. We'll also link our Taylor Swift thing. And if you guys want us to start doing a little reading, because, like, we don't really talk about books in our normal episodes. So, like, if we talk about that more in mini episodes, Yeah, and we are we'll readers. That. We are reading yeah. girls. Well, I try my best. It's really hard for me to, like, get through books. I'd be busy. Well, yeah, me too as well. But, but we still are reading girls. Yeah. We, we have read, good taste. Yeah. We have good taste. Yeah. We read, I feel like, more often than the, the average person. You know? Yeah. For so, sure. For sure. Yeah. So, yay. Yay. Okay, well, okay. we'll see you guys next don't week. Don't hate us, please. Yeah, don't hate us, please. Yeah, sorry if we offended you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Okay, bye.